Previously on Just Cow in the City. I decided I'm going to go to the track. Doritos. The hot mustard is disgusting. Kids. Kids. People like those kind of stories. We got people on the press, right? Don't order the pasta. I must be giving off a fun time Jessica Dan attitude or something. You got to do the shot and get a free shot offered, right? I've always consistently been a jackass. David Jessica has a podcast. And the summer will be a blast. Can't believe he's 70. Cause he acts like he's 23 He's a mess and sometimes giddy But he'll always be just guy in the city Tell us more, tell us more Is that what you want? Tell us more, tell us more Should I move to Vermont? Well, hello everybody and welcome to Just Cow in the City June 20, 2023 edition Nice to see everybody. Very excited to do the show and bring it to you this evening, this morning, however you listen about this episode and lots to talk about today since the full week of just gowie and drama to bring to you. And when I say drama, no drama, just fun and hijinks and the kind of drama that you've come to love by listening to Just Gow in the City, the kind of drama that no one else in the world has except maybe Larry David and several people like that who... Just enjoy making trouble and making things a little more interesting when life is dull. So certainly that is what we will be talking about today. The minutia of everyday life. Again, living as a dim-witted, balding Jew. (laughs) Oh yes, having a good time already. Well, why shouldn't I be? It's Friday. It's my day off. It's a beautiful day in the city. A little hazy, but it's still a lovely day. I've had a, a really nice week, and, and sometimes I got to tell you, with this job, my days off are being Thursdays and Fridays, and I work on Saturdays and Sundays, it just doesn't feel like I'm, like Saturdays and Sundays aren't that big a deal. I mean, you've never heard me complain. I'm like, oh, I got to work on Saturday. I don't really care. I don't mind it, and I like it. When you don't have to go to the office, it really just feels like you're off. So I feel like I always have four days off in a row every week. It just, uh, I don't know. So then when people always ask me at the office, because they all work normal hours, how was your weekend? I'm like, wait, are you talking about Saturday and Sunday? Because I clearly do stuff sometimes on Saturday and Sunday nights after work. Not Sunday nights, but you know what I mean. And so are they, and I go on Friday nights. So are they, wait, are they talking about the traditional weekend? Or are they talking about the Dave Juskow weekend? Which, of course, starts on Thursdays. If you consider going to your mom's house on Thursdays, a start of a, a weekend fun and technically, it should start on Wednesday nights, but now I work on Wednesday nights, so I took full advantage of that this week, and let's begin with what we're talking about. Again, really great to be here, excited to bring you the show. Oh my God, I got so many. I hope you're on Patreon in the Maggie level. I got so many pictures this week, so many pictures to tell the full story of everything we're talking about. I got videos. I get everything. Let's start off with Thursday night after I left you since I recorded last Thursday because I was going to the track on Friday. And did I come back a winner? <laughs> you know, you know, folks, it, it's not about winning. 
You know, that's the thing. It's it's about, you know, did you have a good time? Uh, did you, did you have fun? That that's what it really comes down to, folks. So I think you know my answer for that. So on Thursday, I think I told you this. I told you I was going to this Kanji Village, which I'd been waiting to go to with my friend Chris Murphy and dentist Mike King. This is the kind of life I lead. I either hang out with, uh, in fact, I hung out with two dentists this week, only one lawyer and my mother. Now, oh, and the mayor. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's get to that. Oh, my God, there's so much to tell you, okay? If you look at it that way, I know two dentists, one lawyer, uh, one comedian, and one mayor of a town. I mean, Jesus Christ. Okay, let's start. Kanji Village. Been waiting to go there for a long time. Obviously, I haven't been since COVID. Haven't been since then. It's this pretty awesome, very authentic Chinese restaurant down in the Lower East Side, you know, where I hate going. We're talking about Delancey Street. And I think, ironically, on the avenue I live, but like really far down by the Williamsburg Bridge, the Delancey Street, where the, where the Jews were florent back in the, the 1930s. Uh, in fact, you might remember a movie called Crossing Delancey with the very lovely Amy Irving. Uh, and who was there? Was it the guy, I think, uh, was the guy from Animal House? Peter Riegert? Is that the guy? I never saw the movie, but uh, I heard it's about Judaism. Uh, back in the day, people would live in the, the tenement houses and you know, hang around go to the kosher places that my mom used to take me to in the 70s. Oh, gross. Um, anyway, Kanji Village. You can look up the menu. You see it's like pretty authentic. Not many white people there, mostly Asian people, which is, you know, the sign of greatness. And they're like, hey, we want to go to Kanji Village. And I think I told you this. They say 8.30. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't... Uh, you could take your 8.30, I guess in any town, but certainly right now in New York City, and shove it up your ass because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of getting kicked out. I don't go to dinner anymore at 8.30. I will not go at 8.30, but sometimes there's just no way around it. This guy's a dentist. He gets out of work, and there's no way I can meet him before then. And, you know, I hadn't seen this guy in like a year or two or no more, I guess, since COVID, right? Every story starts that way, just before COVID. That's the name of my new book. I'm like, all right, fine. So I go down. I I didn't go to my mom's on Thursday because I, that's right. I was going on Friday. So I went down there. I, did I take the bike or did I end up having to take a cab? No, I took the motor scooter. I took the Revel scooter down there and then had. I was like, how am I even going to park this? Because I, I think the story was that they now moved again the place where you can pick up the Revel scooter. You know, it's not on my block anymore. And it was on 51st Street, and then they moved that. Now they moved it to a parking garage on 49th. So it's like 10 blocks away or whatever it is. And I'm like, is it worth it? But it is on certain occasions, if, especially if you can't get the regular city bike. And I don't, I don't mind using a regular city bike that's not battery-powered. However, I will never use a city bank that's not battery-powered going to a place you don't want to come in all sweaty and gross so you got to use either the motor scooter or the battery super battery powered bike so you know you come in looking refreshed because there's nothing worse going to a place i'm sure you understand i mean i know a lot of you don't live in new york city but it gets hot in lots of places and just there well maybe you don't know because in new york city you know you're just always walking around you're usually in your car 
when you go to a place and get the air conditioner on, you come in and refresh, no matter how hot it is, right? Even if you live in Kansas, you get to 100 degrees, but you come in in your car. And here, there's just no way to be cool unless you take a taxi or an Uber, and I try not to do that. So how do you get to place without just looking like an absolute disgusting mess? And so that's why the motor scooters are good, but still I got to walk 10 blocks. We walk really slow to try, try and not sweat. Oh, it's a thing, right, in the summer. And, definitely, and you know, sometimes when it's humid, and it's been humid this past week, I just can't even stop sweating. I mean, but not like gross. I don't think it's gross because I tell you, if it was gross, I wouldn't go anywhere because I would have a problem with myself. So you know me. I, if I knew I was just going to be one of those people that just does, I'd probably just never go out. But anyway, got there in plenty of time. And I got to say, I think I ordered incorrectly again or something because I, I wasn't totally pleased. There was We ordered like scallops and it was good. And it wasn't good at first. And then it got better as it went on. I got to figure out that place again. I think I ordered incorrectly. But my friend Chris, he ordered a sizzling plate so we could have it come out. You know, now I don't, I love ordering a sizzling plate, but I get embarrassed. But at that place, I don't think you have to. Everybody's ordering a sizzling plate. So we ordered a sizzling plate and there was something called, I think, kanji or kanji, whatever the kanji village, so some sort of vegetable and that was gross. So thank God I didn't have to, you know, he ate that. I'm like, you eat it. It's like, tastes like a squid, you know, totally repulsive. But otherwise, it was really, it was fun to see. So anyway, I got all that on video because you got to have the sizzling plate on video no matter how old you are because it's very entertaining and exciting. So I have all that stuff. But the meal was fun and it was great hanging out with the guys. I had a couple of beers, right? And we're having a, and we're having a lovely time. And wouldn't you know it, what is it, 940? 940? Uh, we are closing now. So can you leave? Like we were just hanging out. We were finishing Maybe you're going to order another pot of tea or something. Maybe even question a weird, awkward Chinese dessert. Sometimes they have ice cream at least. No, no, they were closing. Listen, I wasn't upset about it because they knew it was going to happen. But I can't believe. I don't know what time it was, but we got kicked out. Kicked out with an 8.30 Thursday night reservation in New York fucking city. Again, I don't know what time it was. Oh, I, I see. I'm, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. 10.20. 10.20. I know. You're saying to yourself, well, I'm like, yeah. And I'm saying, no, this is New York City. I'm, why, every restaurant I go to, okay, 10.20. I agree with you. The, you know, Maybe that's late enough for dinner, but it's New York City. This is why you move here. So you can hang out. All I'm thinking about all the time now is that stupid scene, which I know is not realistic. And we played it 100 times with Alan Alda. And uh, who's uh, John Houston's daughter? Angelica Houston, Woody Allen, and Diane Keaton in the movie Manhattan Murder Mysteries. I know, I know. That was a ridiculous thing. The way Woody Allen makes uh, reality is crazy. And they remember, they I talk about this all the time. They go to that restaurant in Jersey. It must be around 1 a.m. And they're still eating there. And I'm like, come on. This is so stupid. But wouldn't it be great? I can't sleep. I just no, wait a minute. Wait, too, but it doesn't I, make know, any sense I'm at all, Larry, because suddenly, you know, he murders her. I mean, what's it all about? Let me let me call Vincent's restaurant in New Jersey. And why don't we go meet Ted and Marsha and get something to eat? Wait and talk a minute. At one in the morning? Yeah, so what? So what? what so, you know, you Ted, mean, Ted was you taking us to a show and to, to dinner. All so the way out to New Jersey. So, hey, kid, this is the apple. This is a town that never sleeps. That's why we don't live in Duluth. That plus, I don't know where Duluth is. 
And there were restaurants like that before COVID. I mean, Umberto's Clam Bar was the perfect example. They were definitely open until 4. They would serve until 3.30. But that's in New York City. You expected places like that back then. Now those places just don't exist. They don't even stay open until 11 o'clock. For Christ's sake, this isn't a Monday or Tuesday or Sunday. It's a Thursday night on the Lower East Side for Asian people. That's like the one thing that always used to stay open late because for some reason, Asians just are out late. I, as racist as that may sound, and I don't think it does, just a fact. They, they go out late and they're thinking like karaoke is open till 5 or 6 in the morning. We know this. So I don't know what the fuck is, well, I do know what's going on. Things are a goddamn mess. Couldn't believe when we got kicked out. I only wish I had a video so I could prove to you guys, but you know I'm not lying because I would just say, hey, they didn't kick us out. It was fantastic. That was goddamn annoying. Well, then we're, well, I was planning on walking home, you know, walk off the meal just I just got to run up First Avenue, but um, Mike King was kind enough to drive me home. I guess he lives in my neighborhood. So that was pleasant. And he has a nice car, and it was a very it was a very pleasant evening besides getting kicked out. But I wasn't angry. We had finished. We were just hanging around chatting, which is what you want to do. But don't worry. More to come about stories like that later, even though they're not. These are just different. This is like the, the op- anyway, let's just move on to Friday and going to the track, right? So I wake up very early so I can go see my mom early on the early side and then get to the track. The first race. Two o'clock. I invite a bunch of people because I'm also going to go out and watch my friend in his band after that. And I'm like, I think it's by the track. I'm pretty sure I can park in this parking lot for the whole day. I love this parking lot, which I have my photos of, but it's dark, because I performed in that parking lot for 4,000 people during COVID opening for Jim Gaffigan. So, you know, if people say, why do you love this parking lot so much? In this particular case, I say, I had one of the best nights of my life in this parking lot. Yes. Was everybody in their cars and you couldn't hear the laughter? Yes. But if you're still performing or, you know, for 4,000 people and you're opening for this guy who's kind of a comedy legend at this point, I mean, that's an exciting night for somebody like me, Dave Juskow. So I love parking in that lot because I think to myself, I'm parking in this lot. I'm like, you know, in my, nobody knows. Hey, this kid who just got out of his car performed for 4,000 people here two years ago. Hey, you know, it's just one of those things. If it was in a movie, they would show the, you know, the, the, the flashbacks, the, the, like, the, the honking and the lighting of the lights or whatever. And then, uh, I mean, that would be something. And then it's just a, a lonely, degenerate gambler walking into the track <laughs> two years that he just put two years later. Come on, you goddamn oh, you come on. <laughs> think of the, a name for the horse. Come on, Junebug, come on. <laughs> so, meanwhile, that day that I did perform there, I did make a bet on the track that I had to. What was I going to do? I made a bet before I went on stage. I mean, what, you know, what am I, some sort of crazy person? I'm not going to be at the track. I'm not going to make a wager. Please. So I go to the track and I got to say, I, I, I couldn't have been happier. I was just, so, for, it was a beautiful day. Absolutely beautiful day. I felt like I was dressed perfectly. I don't know why. I don't know what I was wearing, but I was dressed for the track and for partying afterwards. I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm always wearing the same. Th- I think I got two, three summer shirts, so you'll be seeing them all year. Don't get upset. They're, they're usually clean and dry cleaned and all that kind of stuff, whatever, right? Oh, first of all, no senior discount anymore at the track. I'm like, they're, they're like, it's $6. And I'm like, um, yeah, what's the senior discount? And they're like, we don't have that anymore. And I'm like, 
why you i just put it out there that i happen to be a senior and you didn't why you little and that and what's better than complaining that it's only six dollars for a full day of racing and you're like now you listen to me and you listen good i'm used to paying four dollars yeah i couldn't have cared less but then i noticed that if i had gone to the the restaurant or whatever it's called where you can go to like kind of a another level and hang out in like the the pretty people place that's two dollars but for seniors like myself, <laughs> it's only a dollar. And yet I, I didn't want to go up there. I just didn't. I was very, there was no one there. Where do you see the pictures? It's just dead. No one there on a Friday in June. No one. But it was beautiful. Eight races. I, the first race at two, last one's at 530. My friend's playing at six. Couldn't be any more perfect. I, walk, I make my first bet really quick just so I can get that out of the way and then kind of relax a little bit. Calm down, see where I want to spend my day. I walk back and forth, back and forth, see what's going on, just checking out everything because everything's so pathetic and sad. But for some reason, I'm like, this is going to be fun. And I have a plan. I have a plan. My plan is I got the racing forum in my hand or the program, and I'm like, I'm going to concentrate on my class this, this today, uh, on this, uh, you know, this coming semester's assignments. And I'm going to write them in the, in the program because that's – so Oscar Madison, it, 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 it's just making me happy. So I just sit on this bench, and I'm telling you, I put some wages on And I, my plan was I was going to make $20 a race. So I guess that's $200. $20 a race, hoping for the best. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, you make a little back. You make a little whatever. And that was it. You know what I mean? I really stuck to my guns. I was pretty good. And I was just sitting there. And when the horses came in, I wasn't screaming. I just sat in the chair. I didn't really care. I don't think I, I think I was pretty sure I wasn't going to make money. For some reason, I was just happy to be outdoors. It's like, it's funny when later on when I went out, I'm like, these people don't seem to understand how nice it is to be outdoors. I, I mean, I don't know whether people work in offices anymore. As you know, when I do go to the office, I have no windows. And if I'm sitting in my house, yeah, I have a window, but I still overlook a brick wall. So to just be outdoors on a pleasant day, looking at the track and seeing horses and just it was, you know, looking up at the sky, I'm like, this is very relaxing. This is the kind of stuff I picture when I'm at my job with no windows for the past, you know, 30 years or more. I would always picture myself, I always had these visions like when I was going to California that I would just sit on this bench overlooking the highway in California. I guess that's around where Sarah used to live. It wasn't a highway. It was just a busy street. And I'm like, I, want to, I can picture myself on this bench, just sitting there on a bench watching traffic because at least it's outdoors and the weather's nice. And now I picture myself, I guess, in Jersey, but I don't know where. But I picture myself outside, even at the Meadowlands, as I talk about all the time, even at the stupid Meadowlands, the, the tailgating parking lot. Why do I like the parking lot so much? It's just open air and awesome, and yet still close to the city. So I know, like, I don't have far to travel home. So it was like that. And now now I might just picture myself sitting on that bench at the track. It was such a, a wonderful experience. So everybody I asked to come at the last minute couldn't make it, except for my friend David Horowitz. It's a hilarious name. I think he's a half Jew, half Spaniard. He came to join me after the fifth race. But I'm telling you, for the first four race, I was really coming down with the assignments. Like, the plan was working because I knew, and this is just horrible. 
I used to get so much stuff done when I would go to Atlantic City by myself, get a hotel room, and I think the, the in my head that I was maybe going to lose. So I was, I was like, I got to concentrate on my career. So I'd come up with all these ideas. That was a horrible way to come up with ideas, but I know that's how I wrote this uh, Elvis Costello song, which years ago that used to be great, and I kind of started my one-man show in a, in a Atlantic City hotel room or maybe it's just the privacy i don't know you know it's hard to work when you're home it's hard to work when you're at work i don't know there was just something about the serenity just sitting out there there was nobody around i don't think i could have done it if it was a normal like you know if i was at the belmont stakes which was that next day somewhere on a different track uh this was just really easy so i was concentrating. Kind of, i'm like you know let me come up with some assignments and i'm writing it in the program and it's just so hilarious to have it in the program. I, it just made me happy, so that's why I saved the program. And then I uh, actually took them all out, and I uh, put them in a cohesive structure. So it was a very productive day. So I'm like, well, where is this blue grotto that my friend is playing in his band? I, I keep looking it up. I just don't see it. I know it's at the end of the track, but where do I have to move my car? Is it going to be difficult to get in? None of that happened. David Harwitz had to leave. So we just spent some time together for the last four races. He didn't even bet, but it was nice that he was with me. We had a nice time together. And then he left, and I'm like, well, I guess I got, you know, 15 minutes to kill, whatever. But then I just went to my car, dropped my stuff off, and then I was able to, then I saw it. I'm like, I think that's it, because I, I heard the band setting up. I could hear them. I'm like, okay, so I guess it is right here. I don't have to move my car. This, is, this was a fantastic plan. And I entered right through the parking lot. I didn't have to like go around or anything or do anything else. And the and and it was it was amazing. I walk in and it's this beautiful indoor place and this beautiful outdoor venue during the summertime, whatever. The and it was a, a great evening. Just really quickly, the the only problem to this place is that I was having a, a great night and a really fun time, but it's totally connected to the track. It's part of the track, so they have big screens with harness racing from the Meadowlands on it, and I wanted to forget why I was there because you know I, I didn't do well at the track, so I was like, so that was kind of annoying, but it was fun to be reminded as well. It was good and bad at the same time, and I, again, I got pictures. So I walk in, and I see my friend Billy, and this guy, Billy, is, is so fun, and I've known him since the 90s. They, he used to be in this sketch group. I, I, I told you all this before. I've seen him you know, multiple times in the summer. So he introduces me to his friend, uh, Jules, that he knows or something. And she's about my age, and she was really fun. And I'll more on that in a second. But then something is like, you know, he's, he's going around. He's going to the bartender. Hey, whatever these guys want. Hey, get, uh, bring a couple of pizzas up to the stage. We want to eat. So it, it, he, it looks like he is the mayor of the Blue Grotto. You know what I'm saying? And then I guess his friend goes, uh, he's like the mayor of Red Bank. And I'm like, yeah, he is like that. You know, he's totally, he's like, no, no, I am the mayor of Red Bank. I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. I'm like, I'm kind of the mayor of, uh, you know, New York City. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, I'm that kind of, he's like, no, no, I'm the actual mayor of Red Bank. You can look it up. I did look it up. He, he's the mayor of Red Bank, New Jersey. Like, like, like the place where I saw Sarah. Uh, at the Count Basie Theater, and we had that night out with my friend Lauren and everything. He's the mayor of that town, which is so cool. I was like, wait, what? But he really is the mayor. It was awesome, and it made so much sense. He's such a, 
a fun guy. I mean, look at him. He's like, uh, you know, he's cool. People like him. He's he's in a band. He's got a nice singing voice, you know. And, and it, like, a, it's a cover band, but it's like fun. And he he just enjoys himself, and he seems to enjoy life. And his wife is terrific. I didn't know they both went to GW. And you know, I've just known him for a long time, and I really like being friends with. Now I really like being friends with. <laughs> now, Mr. Mayor, let me ask you a question. I, I, that was just the f- greatest thing. So anyway, before he was starting, I meet the, he introduced me to his uh, friend. I don't think it was a cousin. I think it was a friend that he met in California. And this girl's, I mean, she's out there, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I keep you, when I'm saying the uh, out there, whenever I say that, I'm like doing, I'm doing Sammy Davis Jr. But I think it's Billy Crystal imitating Sammy Davis Jr. And possibly on that, the thing we always play all the time, the, uh, the Jackie Rogers wad of whatever that was where Billy Crystal's playing Sammy Davis Jr., which now they could probably never show because he's in blackface, but it certainly was funny at the time. And, of course, it's the Christopher Reeve episode, so it's a classic, but I say, look, this guy's out here. I think he's talking about Christopher Guest. So you know that's what I'm always referring to, and when I'm saying out there, I'm saying it uh, a, a fun way. But she is, right? She's like a hippie. She lives in a trailer. Or like one of those jet streams or something. So she's like, yeah, her trailer's parked in front of my house. You know, the, the mayor was saying that. Uh, but then, I, you know, I talked to her for a while. And it was nice to have somebody to talk to because I was by myself. So I figure I'm going to come in. Maybe I'll stay an hour, you know, because I can have a beer and just watch the band. I ended up staying three hours. I was having a really good time. I'm talking to this girl. She's very nice. We're having a good time. She tells me, well, before I kind of, you know, moved and just went around the country, when I was a kid, I uh, no, I know how it started. I said, "Where did you grow up?" She said, "I grew up in New York City." And I, you know, and, and then we were talking about something. She goes, "Well, actually, I went to high school on Forty Second Street." I'm like, did, "Did you go to the high school of performing arts?" She goes, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Then I, you know, thinking about her age." And I'm like, "Were you in the movie Fame?" And she goes, "Yeah." And I'm like, "No way." She goes, "No, I swear to God." And then, you know, she she, she even sent me pictures recently. Like, I think she's on the album cover because I said. My prom date is on the album cover. She's in the Rocky Horror Picture Show scene. She's like, I'm in that too. And then I said, and I don't know, we were just talking and talking. And I go, that's like one of my favorite directors, this Alan Parker. She goes, oh my God, Alan Parker picked me out out of one of the scenes. Or they, they were in the school and they were taking pictures and he picked me out. He's like, find this girl. And she auditioned to play Doris. What's her last name? Finch the Maker or something? That, 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 that idiot that, that's supposed to be a Jewish girl, even though she was complete because she's an Irish girl. This girl should have gotten the part. And the one who sings Happy Birthday and all that kind of stuff and has the crush on Boyd Gaines, which, of course, is my favorite scene of all time. Uh, when they see him at the, the, you know, this is supposed to be, this is the Dave Juskow of high school, and then they see him waitering tables at the uh, restaurant. You know, like, Oh, how you doing? Oh, it was pretty fun. I went to a couple of parties. Oh, my God, yes. It, I mean, I wasn't as attractive as Boyd Gaines, but Boyd Gaines was like, oh, my God, this guy's going places, this guy's going places. So it's the, the Dave Juskow story. Um, and what can I get you? We have a clam special today. <laughs> Thank God I find that funny, right? Otherwise, I would definitely kill myself. So, yeah, she auditioned for that part. Didn't get it. She got it like, and that was, you know, I'm all in on this. I love this story. Then I find out she's in this show that I was like, the, me and my friend Lawrence are the only one to have seen called, remember what we were talking about? Yeah, I mean, this is so weird. We were talking about Bye Bye Birdie. I was telling you about my script, Black Birdie. She's in Bring Back Birdie on Broadway. And whatever that was, 1981, 82. I'm like, no. I'm, she goes, well, I was on Broadway. It was a sequel to Bye Bye, Bye Bye Birdie. I'm like, are you talking about Bring Back Birdie? She goes, wait, you know? I'm like, I was the only one who saw it. She's like, it was only open for three days. I'm like, I, I saw it in previews. 
I, 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 start, I the album it, on my piano. I'll, I'll take a picture of her. I mean, it was unbelievable. I was like, she, she, I guess, you know, back then she was doing really well, went to the high school performing arts, makes a lot of sense. She got a lot of work. You know, now I don't think she does that anymore. Maybe she does. I don't know. I was just so in because we were talking about Bye Bye Birdie the whole time. And then I'm like, you're in Brink. And I got the, the album on my thing. I'm like, this is so crazy. So, like, what a great night, right? I'm like, this is, this is unbelievable. It's a beautiful night outside. Where do you see the picture of the beautiful sky that it is? And the whole time the band is going, I'm looking up at the sky. I'm like, this is fantastic. Look at me outdoors on a beautiful night. And nobody's really appreciating it. They're like having fun, but they're not getting how great the night is. They're not taking in their surroundings, which, yes, okay, half of it is the track. But the other half, you'll see. It's really nice. And then you go, you try to get a drink at the bar on the inside. Oh, what a bunch of pricks these bartenders are. They, they're the worst. And I just always mentioned my friend Cristani, who was just the greatest bartender. These people suck. I'm waiting there 15 minutes for a can of Bud. You motherfuckers. I swear to God. You know, these this day and age, it is so easy, I guess, to just send an email and it works. I could have gotten any, I mean, if the comedy seller is taking an individual's comments and changing their entire format by one bad review, I figure I can just email without sending a letter to the president, the uh, Blue Grotto, and that guy's going to be fired. I, I mean, it's that simple. I mean, I don't want the person fired, but I'd like them to be like, hey, could you be a little more attentive when a guy's sitting there for 20 minutes and you know he's with the band? I'm like, I'm with the band. What are you kidding me? Do you understand? Do you know who I am? I'm friends with the mayor of Red Bank, New Jersey, you prick. Uh, it was classic. <laughs> and don't think I'm not using that in the future. I might not have said it that night, but I will. Be. Do you even know who I am? Now I, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just, um, you know, hung out there until 930. I was there definitely for three hours. It got dark, right? Because I'm like, should I leave? Should I leave? You know, I hate driving in the dark because I'm an old person. But I was having a great time. And then I finally leave, and it is just such a nice night. And I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, I really don't want to go. I just want to stay. And then I say to myself, and this is nuts. Talk about degenerates, but I don't know. There's something about it. I'm like, you know, I just realized the sports book's still open here. The sports book's still open at the track until 2 a.m. I'm going to make a bet. I'm going to go to the track late night and see what it's like. I mean, of course, it's not going to be anything. But I'm like, it's open until 2 a.m. I'll... I'll, I'll bet on the last two baseball games that are on the West Coast and and maybe the the hockey game for tomorrow or something. I'll just fuck it, right? 25 bucks. I go in. I'm like, yeah, give me the Cubs and whatever, the Mariners. I, I, I was like so in, it, it was so excited about the Nuggets. I, th- I think I put like a four-team parlay. I knew, you know, that was ridiculous. But but I got to say it was, it was just so, I'm like, I just can't believe it exists. You know, like that, that, that it's open until two in the morning. I mean, who? When you have apps, why does that even place need to be open till two in the morning? But it's just like for so long I was waiting for a place like that to open. So I like had to do it. And like I said, I was in no rush to go anywhere. And and then I took a video of me like coming out, like I, you know, the thing I did in the parking lot one time at the, the university where it's dark and I'm the only one there. The only one there. And then of course I took the traditional last car in the parking lot photo which, as you know, I always bring to you because I'm just never in a rush to go home because coming back to the city sucks.
In fact, it sucked so much that I stopped. I realized I don't, I think I had a pretzel and around the fourth race, I decided to have a pretzel because I didn't, I was maybe going to have a hot dog, but the, it's just so gross there. I think I took a picture of the woman at the counter sleeping. No, I didn't get that picture. I wanted to, but I felt bad. She's just sleeping at the hot dog stand there. I mean, there's no one there. It's so, it's as sad as you would think it would be in your mind. So then I decide I'm going to, I'm going to stop at the Burger King because it's not that late at that John Bon Jovi rest area. And I did. And the girl that was working there was really nice this time. So I get everything wanted. I don't know if I was that hungry. I just, again, I just wasn't in a rush. I'm like, well, that'll be fun, I guess. Yeah, I think I just, because I didn't, did I stop? I might have gotten coffee uh, at the other stop. I think I made two stops. And I wasn't like drunk or anything. I just, maybe I was sleepy. So I don't know, but I had the burger and it was okay. And so, right, I did stop in that next area too by the turnpike. Because then I remember, I'm like, boy, tonight was great. And then I, you know, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. I don't have the show in Jersey tomorrow. So I can just have a normal weekend. You know, I'll finish work at four and then I relax, you know, maybe cook or whatever. So it's just a normal day. And then I get a text from uh, this girl, Carrie. And she's like, hey, I'm going to be in the city tomorrow. You want to hang out? I'm like, son of a bitch. And I do want to hang out with her. And I'm just crazy. You know, I've been trying to hang out with her. It's kind of like a date. And we've been trying to get together. And she lives all the way in Princeton. So I'm like, all right, I got it. So but I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, my, my God, she's ruining all my plans. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Nope, I have no plans, right? So then I go in the place. I get a cup of coffee. I relax a little bit. And then I come back. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to write her, listen, this, that, this. And I just decide, I'm like, I'm just going to write, okay. Like, I do this at work sometimes. Sometimes my boss will mess with me. Can you work? Uh, this day or more hours and i'm like listen i don't have time for this and i'm like what am i doing just write okay <laughs> that's the best course of action i can't believe i finally figured that out after all these years so I just put okay and i drive home and i'm thinking to myself all right i'll work it out it'll be fine it'll be fine everything's cool it's cool yeah and the more we work it out and she comes over my house at exactly four because she had a bridal shower to go to so she walked all the way from like that kanji village place and walked up to my house. So you could see her, actually, on Marina's show. She, oh, oh, no, 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 no. We were already off the air. We were just talking for two seconds. And then she came. That's right. We were off the air already. So she came over. You know, she came over. You know, I mean, I, I'm never, you know, I, I'm never expecting anybody. She came over. We hung out for a little bit. And, you know, we decided where we were going to go. And I was like, well, where, where would you like to go? You know, this is tough for me. I never know where to go. And she bought dessert for some reason. I, I think because she... She had to go to the bathroom at the diner, so she got like some strawberry shortcake and some apple pie. She goes, here, you can... I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Just put it in your refrigerator. I, it was nice to come over to somebody's house with dessert. It wasn't necessary, of course, but I guess she had to use the bathroom. I'm like, why didn't she just use the bathroom at my place? <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe she was... I, listen, I would have done the same thing. I can't just walk into somebody's house and use the bathroom. She wanted to get ready. I get it. Take the... You know, because she'd walked all the way. You know, you want to put yourself together a little bit. I We went to college together, but I, I, I don't... Uh, I don't. I haven't seen her what 30, 40 years. I mean, it was crazy. So she came over and she looked great and she was really nice, very sweet. And I say, oh my god, I got the perfect place for us. What do I say? The Isle of Capri, the Isle of Capri, home of the greatest chicken parm that there is, at least in New York City. What I believe to be, you know, again, I it's Dory, my niece. I can't tell whether. Well, Dad's is really just shut up. Dad's is really the best. 
You got to pick a restaurant that has better, not your dad's. I understand your dad's is really good. Oh, Dory. <sighs> she still admits it's pretty good chicken parm, but you know who wants to be? I want you to say, hey, this is the greatest chicken parm because it is. Anyway, but you know how angry I am at that place anyway. But I'm like, all right, now I know I'm going to get that waiter. Things are going to be different. So I go in and, uh, you know, I'm talking to the lady. I always say, like, I, I know the old owner and all that stuff. And I, I do the thing because, I'm you know, now I'm going in there more regularly. And why shouldn't I? It's right by my house. And they have amazing chicken parm. And she comes in and I'm like, hey, you want to get a drink? No, I'm ready to order. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we fucking go. You got to be fucking kidding me. Here we go again. Somebody I, Is she in a rush? What has happened? I don't know. Are you? Can't you just? I was thinking about having a drink. Can't you just relax? Have a little. I'll. I'll have a little pre-drink. I just got off work. Thanks. You know how. Oh, you know how that drives me. I'm ready. I'm like. I mean. Oh, we don't need the menu. I know what we're having. I'm having chicken. Par- I'm like. Oh. It drives me nuts. It's just so. You know, it's not like she's a kid or anything. And in fact, I didn't have a kid. Why do I have that nineteen-year-old girl over? She'd do that. No. She didn't do that. And she's got to go home to the Bronx. I mean, granted, she lives far away and she's had a whole day together, but I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, you know, we're having a nice di- a, a nice old people dinner at 5.30 in the afternoon. What the fuck are you in a rush for? Finally, I'm not going to get out of a place. I've got there at 5.30 in the, in, the, in the evening. I can stay there for four hours if I want to, and now you know you better get, you, you better take your time and not get ready. I was going to say, you better get ready, mister. You better not get ready. Eh. It turned out okay. Anyway, I was, you know, whatever. I got a glass of wine. I would normally never do that, but she was rushing me. I get, I, I got confused. So we ordered two chicken parm. I'm like, do you want an appetizer? You want some? No. I'm like, all right. After that, I mean, you know, everything was fine. Everything calmed down. I tried to relax. You know what I'm saying? Try not to. You know, that's the one thing about, I guess, being older is I, I, I have been able to curtail my anger and you know just cow like attitudes to uh just kind of relax and go go with the flow a little bit a little jessica dan a little bit to not be riled up i'm like eh, whatever i'm right by my house so what i'll go home early you know to try and ration it out which is very difficult for me as you know and then we had a nice time the chicken part was unbelievable but what happened the guy still with the cheese i'm like and it was the same guy i'm like now listen you I want to get some cheese here, you know, the, the the Parmesan cheese. Why do you need that? And I'm look. I just pulled aside. You could, couldn't see my expression when I, you know, was like, I'm like, look. And I showed her. I told her what happened last time, and I showed her the Parmesan cheese on the hostess stand. I have a picture of the Parmesan cheese on the hostess stand with me sitting there. I made her take a picture of me with the thing, like just pointing at it, being like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It's like right here. So again, there was a problem, but it wasn't as extensive a problem as last time where they're like, "What? There's already cheese on there." I'm like, "Shut up." I don't know what it is about this place. Why do they're premiering their cheese? Where have you ever been to an Italian restaurant where the cheese, the parmesan cheese is sitting at the hostess counter for for everyone to see and they don't want you to have it? It's so weird. So he finally gave it to me, but it was funny because I set it up in advance and I'm like, see? (laughs) So that was kind of awesome and that was really funny. But we had a nice time. We talked for a while. Then I got angry at her because (laughs) I guess you can see this. No, then I found out she was dating this guy in college who I just 
absolutely hated. He's actually in the movie The Last Action Hero, and he plays a dick in that. And I'm like, well, he's a pretty good actor, I guess, because uh, he stinks. Yeah, he was the worst. And I kept saying, like, you know, it's difficult for me to uh, to be friends with you or like you in any way because you dated this total prick. And she's like, well, he wasn't that way to me. And, I, and then I kind of snapped, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. It's probably the way that my mother thought of my dad, you know, like me and my sister. She's like, he wasn't that way to me. Yeah, I guess that happens. Sometimes the wife or whoever, the girlfriend doesn't see it because the person acts a different way. So I guess he was a different way to her than he was to everybody else. But, you know, it just drove me nuts that, you know, just the, the you know, those girls that have that horrible dating history like that where they just last so long with a douchebag. Anyway, I guess she was married. Now she's divorced. and uh, But we had a really nice time. And then I walked her to, well, she had to go to Penn Station, but I said, oh, well, I'll walk you as far as Grand Central Station. And I did, and we had a nice time, and I dropped her off, and then I said, you know, give me a call when you get home, because you got a long distance way to go. And I'm like, do you want to check your train schedule? She goes, it doesn't matter. I love hanging out in Penn Station. I guess the way I like hanging out in a parking lot, she likes hanging out in Penn Station. I really like it there. And I'm like, what are you, an idiot? Seriously, Penn Station sucks. It's much better to hang out in Grand Central, you know? I had this talk with my sister on Wednesday. She's like, no, I like it there for some reason. I don't know why. And who am I to say? I mean, I, I like it in the parking lot for some reason. I don't know why. I guess that's her happy place. Who knows why? Maybe she's had good times there. I don't know. Maybe she's performed in front of 4,000 people there. We don't know. But it was pretty funny. When she got home, and I got home, I'm like, I was like looking at my watch. I'm like, oh, my God, it must be like 1030 by now. It was 730. I'm like, hey, old man. What should we do tonight? <laughs> it was so crazy. So, you know, then I went home and I, I think I did some work and I'm like, I guess I might as well do some work. I mean, it's so early, but this is great. And I went out and had a fun, fun time. And then when she wrote me home, she goes, yeah, I just parked in my parking garage. Suck it. My covered parking garage. Cause I was telling her about mine and everything. She's like, yeah, it was really easy. So that was kind of funny. So it was a pretty good night. And then Sunday was just like a regular night. And then Monday, the plan was I was going to go with my friends Jim and Perry to Molly's, the home of the Irish stew. Uh, we had that plan for a while. We hadn't been there in a while. I think it had been, I don't know, a year or something. And we're like, you know, I'm like, how about Monday? I knew I had that Monday available. So I walked up from my job, went to Molly's, and it was raining. And I was like, yeah, it was going to rain. And I'm like, I'm not carrying an umbrella. I'm going to take my chances. So I totally made it to Molly's without any issues. And I took it real slow. And I got there because I was like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm ready at 5. And they're like, we can make it at 6.30. And I'm like, Ugh. so I really took my time. In fact, I think I stayed an hour at work just to kill some time. And then uh, when I apparently it poured for the three hours we were there, when I went out, it was over already. And I was able to walk home. It was perfect. I truly made the Donald Fagan walk through, walk between the raindrops. It was beautiful. A shadow across the blue Miami sky As we hit the causeway by the big hotels We thought Now I can't remember why After all the words were said And tears were gone sound of thunder as we watch the 
I almost didn't spill anything on my shirt. I'd been spilling stuff on my shirt all week long. As you know, I'm calling them my eating shirts. This was a shirt I wore to work. It was a blue shirt. And we ordered the appetizer. Oh, my God. Uh, Perry knew about it because apparently she's there every week. I, I didn't realize. And she goes, I said, well, maybe the potato skin. She goes, no, no. Get the ones that aren't on the menu. I'm like, which ones are those? The Reuben potato skins. You know, like a Reuben sandwich. So I guess it has like pastrami and coleslaw and cheese. It was fantastic. It was. It's making my mouth water thinking about it now. I'm pretty sure I got pictures. Tried to get the inside, you know, so you could see it. Oh, it was delicious. It was fantastic. So I'm doing really well, you know, not spilling anything. Then the waiter comes in with our food. I got the bangers and magic in while I'm still eating the appetizer. So he's moving stuff around and I have a piece of it on my fork. And of course it spilled. So then I'm like, ugh, I almost made it. I almost made it through the appetizer without spilling stuff in my shirt, which again, my cleaning lady, oh, you like to eat. And I'm like, shut up. Stop saying. She goes, well, I like to eat too. And I'm like, oh, come on. Look at you. You're like 90 pounds. How dare you compare the two of us? But it's so funny. Every time I go there, I just got to point out, okay, I got a stain here. She's like, oh, you like oil-based food. And I'm like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> She's right. I'm just saying. So, they, yeah, they got the bangers and mesh or whatever they call it. Oh, man. It was great. It was a really good time. I think I had three black and tans, maybe four. It was fantastic. And then walking home, walk home. That's the key. That's the key. And that was a fun night. And then, of course, I knew I had to do it all over again on Tuesday. Not all over again, but I'm just saying I knew I had to wake up really early. And I was having my friend Rachel Lenahan on the show, so I knew it was going to be another night after work, after waking up at 530. It's very difficult, but it's all right. Now it's only two days a week, so it's a little easy to process. But I could tell I was sleepy. I was sleepy the whole day. And then I was getting my hair cut, too, thank God, because I don't know if you saw it. I mean, it was all so bushy in the back. And this guy did a terrific job. Then I went to the show. That girl, Rachel, so cute. And I think I hope you liked her on the show, her artistry. She's really funny, I think, in that sense. She's cute as a button. And then we went out. We had some sushi. We had a really nice time. And then I went to, you know, my bar, which I hadn't been going to because I, you know, fed up with the, the bartender that took over for Lindsay there, right? We were getting into a fight. But I'm like, well, now it's after nine, so Todd will be there, and I love Todd. He's a writer, an author, and a, a pretty cool guy, and I like him very much. So I went there for a drink after by myself, and no one was in there. It was so weird. It's like, it's just, with the restaurant business, it's just no rhyme or reason. Many Tuesdays I'll go in, it's totally packed. But this is the time of the year where the windows are open, and it's nice. It was a pleasant evening. And the, older, the other bartender is sitting there drinking. And I'm like, well, maybe this will be good. It's just me and him and the, you know, the other bartender, Todd. And maybe he, maybe he doesn't even know how I feel about him. So let, maybe I can work this out. And I did. It was perfect. We were just sitting together. We're talking a little bit, cracking a couple of jokes. Then he sees my watch. And I don't know whether I told you guys, but I got, I got you know, another new watch for $17. Because, you know, I just haven't been able to get it right. First, I had the watch that I couldn't even tell what time it was if I tried. Then I had the lighter watch. Remember that? <laughs> I opened it up and it was a cigarette lighter. And then I got this new one. And he goes, what kind of watch is that? I'm like, oh, this is the watch from the movie Octopussy.
That is the funniest thing ever that anybody's ever said. Because you're never going to hear anybody ever say. So he thought that was the funniest thing. Thank goodness. So now, now I can go back there on Mondays, I guess, and Tuesdays. If he remembers, I'll, you know, I'll just take it. I got to relax a little bit with this guy, too. That was just so fun. I told my mother that the other day. I'm like, yeah. There's a, you're never going to hear, hear anybody say, what kind of watch is that? From the movie Octopussy. I mean, about all the movies you could ever say, no one's ever going to say, oh, do you like it? It's from the movie Octopussy. I mean, that just, that's a funny movie to say. And then I guarantee no one's ever going to say that. But that's the watch I have right now. It doesn't have the TV screen that Octopus has, but it could. You don't know. And that's the funny thing is that nowadays, you know, watches have TV screens on them. But that's the funny thing. So I used to be the king of the new watches, right? I told you this before. I had the, I had the first calculator one. I, had a, I was telling my sister the other day, I had one where I had everybody's phone number stored and I could put it into a payphone and it would dial it by the tones for me. I had a temperature watch that would tell you what the temperature was. I had the first watch that could turn the TV off and on. So now that everybody kind of has those watches, they have smart watches, I want to go backwards and get the retro ones because I just always want to be different than everybody else when it comes to watches for some reason. Because I was the first person that had like band sneakers and interesting sneakers and shoes. And now that everybody does, you know, I go back and I'm like, now I don't care anymore. I wanted to be on the cutting edge. But now that everybody's doing it, what's the difference? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Forgive my curiosity, but what is that? That's my little octopusy. I'm at the bar, and I say to Todd, because he's, you know, written some books, and he's always talking about writing. I say, you know, listen, I'm looking for a book. I've seen, a, you know, I've been reading a couple of women's books, because these women at work tell me to read, and they've been good. But I'd like a boy's book. And he goes, well, I got one for you. And I, it, it drives me crazy, because he's like my pal. I can't remember the guy's name. But he goes, the book is called Razor, Razor Blade Tears. He, he's like, nah, you get, this is the one. You, you got it. He's, his new book's out now, but this one is the one. You'll love it. I mean, it's great. It's, apparently, it's, it's huge. This guy, he was at the bar one time. Like, he's, he's huge. I, then he showed me a clip. He's on The Tonight Show. Uh, I guess he did a children's book with Quest Love as well. So that's the book I'm going to read now, Razor Blade Tears. It just came this morning, just before we went on the air. What am I say? So I'll let you know. How that is, it's supposed, I think the premise is two black convicts in prison together that have nothing in common. I don't remember why they're in prison. And I guess their kids, oh, I think their kids were gay and dating each other. I'm not sure. And they get murdered. And the two convicts have to get together to find the murder. So that sounds kind of intriguing to me. But like I said, I'm just looking for a book and I'm trying to read more. And that's what we're going to do for the next. It'll take me, you know, a month and a half. But still, reading is reading. And that is the key. So that was a fun night. Then I walked home and I walked through Washington Square Park, another beautiful night. I took video because it's just just, just spectacular when you walk through. So I just try and capture it all the time for everybody. And then, you know, so I've been working from 4 to 12. On Wednesdays now, so, you know, I'm home during the day, but I, usually that's my sleeping day now. So I try to try to wake up early on Fridays. I just don't do it sometimes because I went out on Thursday. But my sister calls. She goes, me and Dory are in town. Do you want to have lunch? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So they told me where they were. I'm like, well, we could go to that place, Jackson Hole, that charges $118 for two burgers. She goes, 
yeah, let's go there. I'm like, yeah, it must have been a fluke. It must have been a fluke. And it must have been a fluke because me, Dory, and Beth had, you know, three dishes or whatever, and it was only $80. So, and it was the same waitress for sure. I'll never forget her. She's, I think she's Filipino. She's kind of pretty, but stupid. Yeah, it's definitely her. So I, I, I don't know. But then it, it's still possible. My sister and I were talking about it because yeah, the appetite. Because then she's like, do you want to add on fries? So that might have had something to do with it either. We're like, no, we're just going to get fries for the taste. So all the add-ons. Oh, you want a lemon with your Coke? That's cost extra. Whatever the case may be, I had my usual burger. Oh, no, I made it a turkey burger instead. It wasn't very good. That was a mistake. I really thought I'd be okay with the turkey burger, but I wasn't. And I wanted to eat more, if that is indeed more healthier. I thought that would be a good idea because I don't care if I don't eat beef. Um, maybe I'll try a different kind of burger next time. But I had the boldini, you know, with the mushrooms and the, the onions. And it was still good, but it wasn't my favorite. I think my sister had buffalo chicken sandwich. And I don't, Dory, I don't remember what Dory had, but I got pictures of everything. It was really fun to be there and, you know, just have a good time and, with you know that I knew I just had another free day in the city before I started work, so it was great. And then I walked home. So then I walked my. So my sister likes to park at the Port Authority, so they wanted to go to the Mongol Man, Mongolia Bakery, Mongolia Bakery. I don't know. They're known for the banana pudding. And I go. I think there's one in Grand Central, so I walked them up to Grand Central. Now, she, my sister, told me that this is interesting, and maybe not. My sister told me that Billy got pushed over the other day in the city. You know, he's in the city all the time. And some crazy person, maybe homeless guy, uh, came running and pushed him to the side. And he fell on a lady, like on his way to Penn Station. And pushed him down. And he fell on this other lady. And, uh, you know, it, it was really shaken up. This happens all the time. And I, you know, I told her, I'm like, yeah, this has been happening more and more in the city. And you have to try and be aware of your surroundings. And I talk about this all the time. I definitely tell girls about it because girls... Boys are bad too, especially if you got headphones on and stuff, but girls are totally clueless. I'm just saying from what I've noticed when I'm walking with women and they're not noticing what I'm like, they're just continue to, it's fascinating how they can, women are so good at multitasking, but for some reason, like when there's stuff going around like that seems seedy or maybe I'm just so paranoid that somebody's up to something, I guess I'm checking more because, you know, I've had cops tell me Here's the situation. You got to be more aware of your surroundings. I guess that's where it comes from, whatever. So I was telling him, like, God, I got to talk to the kid. I got to tell him to be more aware. I tell people this all the time because, you know, this is what happened to me back when I was Billy's age. I got mugged like three times because I had my guard down. And since then, I've, you know, maybe I let my guard down sometimes, but you hope for the best and you try and just assess a situation. It's really difficult because you feel like an idiot. So we go, we're going into Grand Central. And we're following this big black guy. He's acting a little weird, but he's carrying duct tape in his left hand. And when we were walking behind him, he almost slammed the door in my sister's face. My sister notices none of this. And we're just following behind him. And I said, stop, stop, stop. And she didn't hear me. I go, Beth, stop. And she's like, what? I'm like, it's not a big deal. I'm just saying this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Now, I, I know this sounds horribly racially profiling, but let's just say he wasn't black. It doesn't matter. 
somebody weird and they're acting a little funny and they're carrying duct tape in their left hand. I said, I see that guy. Just, just take a break from him. Let, let him go where he's going. Why is he carrying duct tape in his left hand? Why did he almost slam the door on your face? She goes, I didn't even notice. I'm like, well, that, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I want to say to Billy. You know, nobody notices. I noticed that stuff. And yes, I said, maybe it's horribly racist what I was doing. In this particular case, the guy happened to be black. Um, but it wouldn't matter. I mean, if I saw anybody walking that way and acting funny, I, I'm going to be suspicious. It doesn't matter who it is. I, I felt horrible that, you know, this is the way it was. But, you know, what's he, what's he up to? Why is he carrying duct tape in his left hand? What is that about? Now, probably nothing. He definitely doesn't work there. He wasn't dressed in, like, the right way or anything. So he's clearly up to something, and it just looked like no good. And that's the kind of stuff I told Beth or Dory, you know, if they're going to be in the city, just be aware of the stupidest stuff that you would never think you would take a look at. Just because I... And, you know, that you could be that way a hundred times and you're still going to get screwed. But maybe it's just, you know, not following that guy intently and just relaxing and let him go a little bit further away. Who knows? Maybe those couple of seconds can save your life or, or just get you out of trouble in some way. You don't know what he's up to. I'm not going to point him out to police or anything. I'm just saying, well, why do I need to be near this guy? I'm walking behind him, but I don't need to be. I can take a step back for him. I've done that multiple times where I hear somebody walking behind me and I'll stop for a little bit, pretend to look in the window, so they go ahead of me. I mean, girls do that all the time. I think when they do notice, I've been walking behind women, and you know, I guess I look suspicious too sometimes. And they just stop and they let me go ahead because you can hear footsteps behind you or something, which is good. You got to be a little careful. The city's a little crazy again. It's not a super safe place. You hope for the best. That's the thing about living here. You hope for the best. What else can you do? It's kind of, that's why I always said, like, let's forget about the mask. Let's just walk around and mind our busy. You got to hope for the best. We're all doomed. But these are little life lessons. You know, you got to teach the kids. Come in. Kamal Khan to see you. Bond has escaped. How careless of you. I apologize. Oh, by the way, Kamal, I'd like you to meet my new house guest. Uh, an old friend of the family, you might say. How lovely. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, you know what they say about the fittest? Oh, the pussy, I would enjoy another opportunity to take care of Mr. Bond personally. I will take care of Mr. Bond myself. Good night. And enjoy yourselves, Mr. Bond. Anyway, yesterday, I go to see my mom. And, uh, oh, I stopped... I remember I was like, uh, hey, I'm going to take my time because my cleaning lady couldn't come, but I was like, uh, so I'm going to just take my time. Come there. I don't got to do anything. And I'm like, and my car battery didn't work again. I'm like, what is that all about? So I started up really quick. And then I went and I'm like, oh, my service engine light's not on because it's always on. I said, maybe I'll get the car inspected. It's perfect. So I got the car inspected. They're like, hey, was your battery out? And I'm like, uh, how do you know? <laughs> and he's like, oh, we can just tell because you need to drive it a certain amount. I'm like, what? And then he's like, that's why you failed. And I'm like, fuck. It would have been better just going around with the uninspected than the rejected s- sticker. How do they know? Of course, they. I don't know how they know. You have to do a thing where you have to drive it at least like 50 miles. And I didn't drive it enough. I only drove it 30 miles. Wouldn't you know? As soon as I turn the car back on, the service engine light goes up. The gas gauge goes back up. Bernie, that, that, I just needed five more minutes to run around. Meanwhile, I wouldn't have taken to get service because if the service engine light is on, it's not going to pass. And I thought I just, for some reason... 
got lucky that it wasn't on the whole time. I'm like, oh, now let's take it to get inspected. Now I'm totally screwed. I don't know how you turn that thing off. I got to find a way to turn it off and somehow get it to be inspected because it's just always on. So I thought that was a good plan. Then I stopped by my storage. Like I hadn't been there in a year just to like see stuff and like everything's still there, but it's such a horrible play. Wouldn't you know it? I go in there, you know, I don't know. There's like a thousand storage places. The, 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 there's a really loud, really creepy guy who I saw in the, the place where you pay your dues first. And then he was like, all right, I'll tell you what's happening. I guess he's an electrician. And when did you know it? Not only is he parked right in front of the elevator I need to do to go up, but he's changing the light right in front of my locker. I mean, seriously, there was no one else there yesterday. And there was just one guy who goes, ah, oh, if you go in the oven, <laughs> he's screaming. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, sir, I haven't been in this locker in a year. I just need 10 minutes to check it out. And I'm just checking it out. I mean, I was like, that's, that's impossible. That's impossibly bad luck. But I just checked it out. It's all there. And I'm like, I got to start eBaying this stuff. I just got to get this shit out of here and stop paying for this storage area. It's like, you know, what do I need it for? So I don't know. Then I, but I was just taking a leisurely ride. I went to my mother's. Then I call Mayor Billy. From, I'm like, yeah, you want to have dinner? Because he's like, hey, when you're in town on Thursday, call me. He's another guy I put on the list, right? So I'm like, let's have dinner tonight. He's like, you want to come to Red Bank? I'm like, I want to come to Red Bank. I want to see where your constituent, your contingent, what is it? You know what I'm talking about. I, I want to see you in your, you know, your element as the mayor. And it's funny because I was looking for parking and I'm like, oh man, I should just tell everybody, look, I'm allowed to park here. I'm with the mayor. And then I asked him later, I'm like, do you have, he's like, well, I got a thing I can just put, I can park anywhere. I'm like, well, that's totally worth being the mayor anyway. So he goes, we're at the Robinson Ale House. I'm like, the Robinson Ale House? I hate the Robinson Ale House. If you remember, I went to Longbridge, went to the Robin Ale, Robinson Ale House. That's why they didn't have the NFL package on Thursday nights. I had to give them my Amazon pack for, password, and I think they were using it for months. And I wrote to the guy, and they're like, you know, I'm like, this place sucks. They can suck it. And he's like, well, I knew you'd have a gripe about somewhere wherever we went. And I'm like, well, you got that right. But I didn't care. We had a good time. I got a black and tan again because now, you know, I'm back enjoying them if they, you know, if it's a decent place that knows how to make one. And then we ended up eating. His wife was like, you want to eat outside? I'm like, no. And then I realized, you know, it's a really nice night. We're not in New York City. Yeah, let's eat outside. Because they, in this Red Bank area by the uh, water, they block off the cars. They make it a really beautiful, lovely place to eat outside during the summer months. So I said, but boy, no parking. But then I found that parking garage. I couldn't believe how many cars were parked around there. I guess, you know, it's a, and it's on a Thursday night. But I found that parking garage. I remember, I think I parked there with Audrey. And I remember, they're like, you got to use cash. And it's exactly $10. And I'm like, all right. I know this time. And I know I have a $20 bill in my pocket. I got to get changed before I leave. So I couldn't have been happier that I just found a place to park. I met them. They were great. We had a great time. We sat outside. It was so much fun. It was a perfect evening. I got photos of everything. She was telling us the specials. The waitress, she was really pretty and young, and she's telling us the specials, and she's like, yeah, we got these stuffed mushrooms, stuffed with sausage. I'm like, oh, my God, I used to make those. I'll have three of those. And she has, the waitress has a 222 uh, on her necklace. And I'm like, what's that uh, thing all about? Is that from the uh, show Room 222? <laughs> and uh, Billy and his wife are like, what the hell are you talking about? See, I think they're about seven years younger, uh, maybe more. So... That seven years would make a big difference that they would have no idea that Room 222 used to be after 
uh, the Partridge family and the odd couple uh, on Friday nights on ABC. They would have no idea that I used to go as Bernie, one of the students, from Room 222 for Halloween. They would have no idea. Obviously, the waitress didn't know. I was only doing it for their benefit, and they didn't even get the gag. But then she told us it's like this spiritual thing, and it's like an angel thing, and she's telling me the thing. And then I'm like, boy, that's terrific. She goes, yeah, I got it on Amazon. <laughs> he just guess we figured uh, somebody was going to, somebody of, of special was going to, like, a, my boyfriend got it, you know, my dad got it for you, something like that. Yeah, I got it on Amazon. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Hey, how are you? And then, right, because then we said, well, it was 227. There's no place like home. We can make a case because that they knew the show two two seven with Marla Gibbs and of course uh, how can we say the the, the the actress who just won Best Actress for uh, the Beale Street the Regina King and I can make of course the waitress has no idea of any of these shows but at least two two seven makes more sense for the kids that are about seven eight years younger everybody loves two two seven oh that Marla Gibbs was something else I love watching that show now that I know Regina King was a young Regina King. God, that woman has been working for years. In fact, she I think it's her that does one of my favorite lines. One of the kids uh, in the neighborhood, I guess, is doing stand-up, and Regina King's in the audience, and he's just like, so he's doing the punchline, and she's like, shut up, fool. <laughs> it's been killing for somebody to do that for me one day. But don't, if you see me, like at Uncle Vinny's or something. Don't do it. Shut up, fool. <laughs> I got nervous about um, I panicked again I didn't have enough time to read the thing I wasn't in a rush or anything Everybody was cool There was no rushing It was all good I just had the mac and cheese It was delicious And normally I wouldn't get the mac and cheese Because you'd think I would have You know Diarrhea from all that mac and cheese I usually can't eat a whole plate But I was fine I had like three beers Stuffed mushrooms Mac and cheese Stomach was perfect I don't know why I'll never know What makes it go I guess I guess I was just relaxed I was having a really good time it was a beautiful night. You see Billy go to all the people uh, that he knows. He's sh- shaking their hand. Yeah, I don't know whether they know he's the mayor or not, but he's that kind of guy. This this baby kept coming up and kissing him. Like I said, that's supposed to be the opposite way. He goes, well, earlier I had to go to a, a ribbon cutting. And I'm like, you know, I could do that for you. You should make me your deputy mayor. He goes, well, I can actually authorize you to do some stuff in my name. And I'm like, I would love that. And his wife is like, I think he's got to live here. And, he, and I'm like, shut up, you. <laughs> And then they're like, do you want to get some ice cream? I'm like, I would love to get some ice cream. I'm like, these guys are all right. They get me. They have like a waffle ice cream store. But as we're going across the street and I got the photos, they go, hey, go up to that guy and say, uh, aren't you David Portman? And I go, no, I don't want to do that. What are you talking about? Anyway, we run into Billy's dad. I mean, his dad was just in the street. His dad and his stepmom are just sitting there. And I'm like, this is so cool. And they were so, I'm like, Man, I can't imagine a time I'd just be running into my parents in my town where I'm the mayor. I hope they're proud of him. I mean, that's unbelievable. So it's really funny. The picture I have, it totally looks like he's doing mayoral mayoral things. It's so cute. But yeah, we run into his parents. I mean, isn't that nice? I thought that was like the coolest thing. And then I went to the ice cream place. I got like a cinnamon, a cinnabon ice cream. It was delicious. The girl gave me like such massive scoops. I'm like, I, I don't need that much, but thank you. And then those guys were like, well, I, we'll see you later. And they hop on their bikes. 
the mayor and his wife hop on their bikes and go home. And I'm like, what? Wait, this is for real? You're not doing a gag? You're not just unlocking somebody else's bikes as a gag before I leave? And they, they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, what are you talking What? I mean, see, that's why it's great to live in those towns. That's what you could do at Long Branch. That's what you can do these little short towns. I think you can actually lock up your bikes. People might not steal them. And you can ride around. I mean, how cool is that, man? They live like a mile away. That's a, it was a perfect night for a bike ride. I would have given it. And, you know, these roads here, they're all flat. There's no hills like here where you have to use the electric bike because there's so many hills, especially my street. You've seen the picture of the sandwich place I go to. It's on a big hill. No, everything's flat over there. It's easy to just ride a bike like a human being and have fun. And look at him and his wife riding bikes. They've been married 30 years. That's amazing. It's great. Then I went to that park, and I, so I, I paid the ice cream in cash so I could get change for that. I was like, yeah, I'm, I took a picture of the sign, like, only $10 bills. And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for you, motherfucker. I'm ready. Don't you worry about it. You know, put the $10 bill on that thing. The odds of that working perfectly every time has got to be so rare. I was like, why don't I just get up and pick up the thing? I could probably do that. But for $10 for parking for like three hours, totally. I'm like, I got to move to Jersey. That would have been $50 where I live. So what? I was like, this is a great night. And then I uh, you know, stopped at the, the store and picked up my uh, chocolate milk or whatever, which was good because I had to put it in my coffee today because I didn't have regular milk. I keep forgetting when I make coffee at home. I don't have any regular milk. I like to have milk with the coffee because I want to turn the color. I could probably drink it black, but I don't want to drink it black. I like it when it's a little you know, white colored to it. Like it looks like it has milk in it. Skim milk won't do. But the chocolate milk worked okay. I just pick up some snacks and then I... Uh, Set up my car so when I get to the parking garage, I'm all set to go. And it was a pleasant night. It was a very pleasant evening. A really pleasant evening. I I couldn't have been happier when I got home and it was a long night. I think I got home around midnight. It was a sticky night. Still haven't turned on the air conditioner yet. So I guess I'm saving some money that way. I know the day will come. But I don't mind sleeping with the fan and all that kind of stuff. But... Oh, speaking of the fan, that was great. Oh, man, I was going down to this horrible, awful person, this guy, Craig Carlton. Uh, he's on my sports station I listen to all the time, and he is the worst person ever, the absolute worst person. He got on the air today and he said, June 30th is my last day, and I think there was a collective sigh in the universe like, thank God this piece of shit is leaving. He's going he's gonna to concentrate on his television career. What an asshole. I have never heard such bad comments about somebody from everyone I know. Just, you know, especially comedians. He thinks he's funnier than the best comedian. Like, thought he was funnier than Artie and stuff. He he was mean to Rachel. I mean, this guy, you know, sometimes they'd come on the show and he was just nothing but rude. He had a gambling problem. He went to jail and they brought him back. And then he's got that horrible show called My Name is Craig that ruins your Saturday mornings. You don't want to hear somebody's sad story. It's completely two-faced to have an anti-gambling show on a show where they're just saying, you got to sign up for FanDuel. This has been driving me crazy. Good riddance to you, you piece of shit, Craig Carton. Ugh. It, and the funny thing is, is like I just listen to the sports station all day long. So I'd still listen to them because there's, there's nothing else on. Sometimes in the middle of the day. So now I don't got to worry about it anymore. That's good. Yeah, he sucks. Good riddance.
that all being said, what's up for next week? Well, this Saturday I'm doing, I mean, this comes out Tuesday, but I'm just saying, you know, I'll be doing the show again in Jersey. And uh, then on Thursday, I think I'm filming a little short uh, video, maybe like a TikTok one that you'll be able to see, I assume, with uh, Joe List, who you might know is a, a comic that was, um, they just did a documentary about him, or a movie that Louis C.K. made or something, and Joe DeRosa. And it's really simple, but I'm just glad that I'm doing something exciting. And I'll tell you all about that uh, next week. And who do we got? Joey Cola coming on the show tonight. Joey Cola, comedian Joey Cola. We've known each other for years. He's an amazing warm-up guy. And I'm Billy Joel A to Z. Oh, my goodness. We didn't start the fire part one. Oh, There's just too much to talk about. I don't know. When all is said and done, is this my favorite Billy Joel song? Am I that guy? Maybe. Like I said, your songs and your preference just is like where you were when it came out, and and that's how it usually works. What are you going to do? Hey, we acknowledge it's a freak song, but what are you going to do? That should be a super fun one, and when you see our parody next week, it should be hilarious for everybody that knows me and Alon. So that is the show for this week. We'll see you at the end of June. Summer's going quick. Don't panic, everybody. There's still plenty of time. But we'll see you next week. Ah, I'm just out of the city. Good night, everybody. But control, Ho Chi Minh, Richard Nixon back again. Moonshot, Woody.